Galaxy Lights, Coachella, Lightning Bolt Necklaces. 2023 was the year of Scandaval. On March 3rd, one cheating scandal launched a reality TV investigation that generated hundreds of conspiracy theories, thousands of podcast episodes, and millions of dollars in revenue. I'm Jody Walker, host of An American Scandaval. One retrospective story told in three salacious parts. Listen December 26th on the Ringer Reality Feed. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to Jam Session, our Golden Globe special. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. For film analysis, listen to The Big Picture. For celebrity analysis, I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Amanda, do you have any, like, pure emotion you'd like to share about the 2024 Golden Globes? In general, I thought it was an extremely bad show. Mm -hmm. And uh, just in terms of television production, obviously, Joe Coy, the host, completely bombed with the monologue. Did give us some good reaction shots, but that was tough. I would say that all of the bits, you know, and the presenter, anything that was the province of the producers of the show, I, at this point, feel that we could do better, you know? I've, well, I, I completely agree with one caveat in terms of the presenters. Mm-hmm. I really loved Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell. I was just like, this is great. Sure. Let's just, yes. ha- let's just have I mean, them there, there doing weird obviously stuff. Obviously, <laughs> exceptions to the rule, but that happens every single time there was an awards show. Kristen Wiig yeah. and Will Ferrell come out and or some other former FNL, uh, SNL, FNL, lol. It would be great if a Friday Night <laughs> Lights personality came out. No, but they're not former- allowed back on TV, apparently. None, none of them are around. Literally none. Not even yeah, Michael Jordan. Like a former SNL person comes on they and they're the really funny. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, I remember. Like funny now people. I understand what like skilled comedians and performers are. There are also like... Some presenters who were quite funny. I thought Andrew Day and John Batiste were that was good. Yeah, that was good. Great. So there are people with star quality, and then there are people who just were not prepared to read a prompter, apparently. My main problem with Joe Coy was in addition to not being funny, which is like the sin of all bad sure, comedy tough. acts. Yeah. Just really sexist humor is like in those 10 days, like the best they could do was like some cheap sexist jokes. Like I, I mean, was just like, this is lame. It was all 
really obvious and unfunny stuff. Like, they started with several jokes about how long Oppenheimer is, which is just like, you know, you don't even... You, and and also about how he had not seen anything until he got the job. So it, it, you don't have to have seen Oppenheimer to make a joke about the three-hour thing. You know, it was it was yeah. lame. So that stunk. That said, it was great to have celebrities back in a room. And it was great to be texting with you about it, Juliet. I felt the same way. That was my main takeaway. I was like, wow, I love watching celebrity friends. I love watching celebrities interact with each other. It's really like anthropology for me. And then it... Yeah. it Led me down some YouTube paths this morning, which we can get into. Oh, and that's my absolute, what a way to kick <laughs> off the new year. What did Juliet watch on YouTube today? Can I just tell you? Yeah. Just now. I'm just so entranced. I wouldn't say enchanted, entranced by the Bradley Cooper moment that I spent 35 minutes this morning watching the video live stream on demand of the Netflix press screening where Jennifer Garner interviewed, like, moderated a, ca- a cast panel with Bradley Cooper, Carrie Mulligan, Matt Bomer, and Sarah Silverman. It was Jennifer Garner's first time moderating anything, and it was with her old friend Bradley Cooper from uh, Friends from Alias, and then, like, talking about the movie. It was an extraordinary time. I mean, I stumbled upon it, and I was just like, holy shit. Why okay. isn't everyone talking about this? Two questions. Number one, <laughs> did you pay money to watch this? No, I just, I got in okay. bed with coffee and I fired up my YouTube app and my TV and it was offered okay. up to me. Well, you know, sometimes the <laughs> algorithm is masterful. It finds you. <laughs> Number two, did Bradley Cooper start crying? Yeah, he did. There was a moment where he cried. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I believe he cried when he talked about the lengths to which the conductor community brought him in and taught him how to play okay. Leonard Bernstein. Yeah. So, yeah. So crying out of gratitude because of whoever is in front of him or whoever has helped him <laughs> get to this moment or whatever this person wrote in a letter seven years ago is like a real theme. And he is just showing up everywhere and he is being over sincere and crying. And it is an amazing thing to watch. I have two other takeaways. One is he's obsessed with his daughter, which is cute. But yeah, that's great. I, I'm I'm just pro that a plus. He mentions her a lot, like a lot, like as like a crutch. It's interesting. And then number two, he and Jennifer Garner are really good friends. Like she was dropping in stuff about like what he's been like over the last six years. That was really yeah. interesting. The thing about Bradley Cooper that I think. You know, what what we get is the the absolutely astonishing public performance of being Bradley Cooper as a director, as a, like an awards tour. You know, we get everything that is public facing. But he is also like the most popular guy in Hollywood. Everyone loves him. Everyone is always like, well, I mean, Spike Lee was like, you invited my wife to come to your screening room to see this movie. You know, like he and I don't I say this in the context of a larger sarcastic thing, but it actually is great. He helps people on their sobriety journeys like all the time. And that is a very cool thing. And people bring that up. I think he's like always going to people's birthday parties. Like he's a very connected social guy that seems like you know, Hollywood-wise, very genuine. And so, like, people are obsessed with him. And we don't always get to see that. We just get to see the fruits of that, which is him just, like, crying all the time because Michael Mann wrote him a letter, you know, <laughs> that he that Michael Mann 
himself tells, okay, there, this was what I think it was the Hollywood Reporter Roundtable. Mm-hmm. And Bradley Cooper once again starts crying because he auditioned for Michael Mann, didn't get the job. But Michael Mann sent him a letter and was like, I see something in you. You know, thank you so much for your audition. And Bradley Cooper like teared up and was like, it meant so much to me. I had it framed, whatever. And Michael Mann literally to his face in the round table. And he's like, yeah, you know, I do that for everyone who auditions for me. Oh, no. <laughs> Ouch. And he's like, well, but and he was like, because it's hard to audition and I can't imagine how vulnerable, yeah. which I think is true and a thoughtful thing. But I was like, my guy, like that was basically like a stock letter that you got, you know, That's so and, funny. and, and you're crying anyway, Michael Mann, class act. It's something to behold what's um, going on with him. Jennifer Garner was like talking about his process and she was talking about all like kind of like very casually the way that you do with a friend, you know, really well all the times over the last, like, six years where Bradley Cooper's co-writer, Josh Singer, like, was also there. And she was like, Bradley, you're bringing him on vacation. You're bringing him to parties. You're bringing him everywhere. Like, she was just dropping in this very, like, sort of banal detail that I loved. I also think I might be in love with Jennifer Garner. I completely understand that. And I don't know whether I am, but maybe part of me is. Part of me, like, is also just, like, I want to, like, hide on her behalf because she's actually, like, as goofy it, like as she seems on her Instagram. But she, I also, like, idolize how unabashedly herself she is, at least at this point in life. And Bradley Cooper said that the first person he ever met in L.A. was Jennifer Garner, and she baked him cookies. And that was, like, on the first day of Alias 22 years ago. And it was just, like, so sweet. And also, like, I feel particularly emotional today, but I was just like, I mean, I love friendship. <laughs> I like that's a that's a made up anecdote respectfully like that's not the first you know but I'm sure he, that she was very early on I'm sure she did bake public, him cookies public you know Bradley Cooper decided that was like gonna be one of the takeaways from this event because he said it several times right and they also joked about how his mom thinks that he's the star of Alias his mom is awesome <laughs> His mom at like whatever commercial they did for one of the mobile things. Yeah. That was genuinely really funny. Speaking of being in love with Jennifer Garner, did you happen to see on Instagram? I think it was it was in the last month. It was a thing where she's going through her bag and then she keeps finding bags of nuts. Covered it on Food News. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just I that was one of the most endearing things that I've ever seen in my entire life. She's awesome. I I just like the also she had like a notebook on her lap as she was doing this this panel moderating, which I was like, wow, Netflix, smart way to get her to do press for the family switch by asking her to do this. And it was just so relatable. Like I remember like the times when I've done like FYC panels, I always come out with notes in my hands. I was just like Jennifer Garner, n- nervous panel moderator, just right. like us. Yeah. I, I loved it. I don't know. I just, I just found it so sweet. Also, she did ask good questions. Like I, I was impressed. She was like, the first thing she asked was like, what is Bradley Cooper's tell as an actor when director Bradley Cooper is, like, assessing your performance? And she asked that to the other three. And I was like, that's a really good question. That's a real yeah. actorly question. And yeah. Maybe, I don't know if she had help. I, I don't think she needed it. But she also, like, used vocabulary I was impressed by. I was like, Jennifer Garner, I love you. <laughs> Jennifer Garner was not in attendance at the Golden Globes? No, she was not. Yeah, that's sad. She was probably the only person who wasn't there. We're not even hitting anything on our doc, but I just got to say on the topic of Jennifer Garner, okay. did you see Did you see the clip of Brie Larson telling Jennifer Lopez how much she means to her? No, I didn't. Oh my God, Amanda. It is tailor-made for us. I know this that a lot of people don't like Brie Larson, but she sees, she's being interviewed for ET 
And she sees Jennifer Lopez, like, either waiting to be next or come in next or, or whatever. And she's like, stops the interview. And she's just like, I just have to tell you, I became an actress because of you. I love Selena so much. You mean so much to me. Your work ethic is so important. And I was like, Brie Larson, great things to shout out. Thank you, Brie Larson. And then Jennifer Lopez was like, so sweet to her. She's like, oh, you're going to make me cry. And then Brie Larson's mom was there and she like talked to her mom. It was probably like the best it's going to get for Brie Larson perhaps ever. I guess mm-hmm. other than winning an Oscar for, she won an Oscar for Room, didn't she? She did. Yeah. Okay. So second best. It was also, great. Also, she was paid millions of dollars by Marvel Apple? and Disney. Oh, Marvel, so right. yeah. Maybe anyway, also Apple too. I didn't watch that show. Me neither. I hated the book. Anyway, it was really charming. And it just makes me happy when like the people that I idolize in my head seem like they're worth it. So thanks to JLo and to Jennifer Garner, the wives of Ben Affleck, but really much, much, much more than that. Speaking of Jennifer Lopez, yesterday when I woke up, you know, and it was like I, we covered the Golden Globes on the big picture last night. So it was sort of like I was getting ready for my work day and I'm just thinking about what's ahead for me. And honestly, I'm not making this up. One of the first things I thought popped into my head was like, I hope Jennifer Lopez, who still has not won her Golden Globe, is having a good day today. You know, she's the only person (laughs) in the world who has ever cared that much and they didn't give her the Golden Globe. And I just, I cannot watch this ceremony experience this day without thinking about Jennifer Lopez and the documentary halftime and that disappointment. Documentary and scare quotes. This leads us back to the show because my absolute favorite part of the whole affair was just seeing all the friends find each other, fans find each other in the case Mm -hmm. of Kevin Costner and Martin Scorsese. Did you see that when he was like blocking people? I mean, I I don't really feel I have to save all my Costner content okay, we'll come for, back to it. for this summer. No, for this summer. Cause you oh, know there's gonna be like the sure, whole tour because he, yeah, yeah, he made all his movies. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, just we have to remember to come back to the time that Kevin Costner blocked the I think beef had just won because he was talking okay. to Martin Scorsese and he had no idea. But anyway. You know, the two power tables between the air table and the Oppenheimer table was just like a full display of just like all that is both right and wrong about how Hollywood works in terms of like the cronyism. But man, did I love watching it on TV. And you said that you thought Bradley Cooper is the most popular man in Hollywood. I just think that Emily Blunt is the most popular woman in Hollywood. I just think that she was like fucking mayor of she Hollywood. She is also last night. campaigning. For an Oscar, which I don't think she's going to win. Yeah. I mean, she's not, she's not going to win. I think um, Devon Joy Randolph locked it up last night, which is great because she's wonderful. Much, much better part. Like way more deserving. I feel like I've been taking crazy pills in terms of the, I love Emily Blunt, but her winning for Oppenheimer would be distressing to me personally. I did not feel that that was the best role that she was given. The best performance in Oppenheimer was from Matt Damon and then Kelly Murphy. Okay. I can accept that. Josh Harden at number three. He was great. Yeah. Anyway. And he hasn't been out on the tour at all. I'm like, get Josh Hartnett back. Put him in that table. All the Oppen homies were just stashed somewhere where no one could see them. Yeah. So they're, I guess, in the Cousin Greg section. But anyway, I loved watching the friendship on display among famous people. So I'm glad everyone's can we, back. Can we do a Ben and Matt check-in? So Jayla walked the carpet. Ben did not. They were canoodling. There was behind-the-scenes video of Ben skipping the carpet to find Matt and his wife, and they seemed very happy. They all seemed happy during 
the show whenever the, you know, the interstitials it, cut to them. They had a great seat. If you don't have anyone behind you, no one can be secretly filming you. So that's like pretty awesome. Juliet always watching all the angles. Um, and then <laughs> Matt and Ben presented Best ben, Director. Ben has never been more unhappy than he, in that moment. I mean, he was so unhappy. And I was just kind of like, I mean, I understand that you weren't nominated for this and maybe you're a little put out or you don't want to be here, but you're Ben Affleck. Turn it on for 45 seconds. What was going on? I just feel like the Ben Affleck we've seen shopping in Beverly Hills begrudgingly while mm-hmm. kissing his wife and looking at his phone showed up to present an award. <laughs> and that wasn't the Ben Affleck that this Golden Globe signed up for. But you know what? I take him in all forms. So it's great. I do as, I do as well. I, the shopping, shopping energy I really get. I'm just like, I know you can turn it on, sir. And I need you to turn it on for 45 seconds standing next to Matt Damon before you hand the, the award to Christopher Nolan. I loved Jennifer Lopez's look. I wouldn't say like loved her dress, but I just thought all together she looked beautiful. I loved the soft curls to match the kind of soft baby pink. I just thought she, thought it was working. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez is a beautiful person. Stunning. Who just yeah. always looks great. Absolutely stunning. I have to just say, I have a personal vendetta against John Krasinski. I don't even know from where it started, but him just being like, a, a, you know, the assistant to the mayor, the assistant to the mayor in his red jacket and purple pants was so not for me. I just am like, go back to Brown, man, wherever you came from. I just can't stand him. At one point, Emily borrowed his red jacket. It seemed like it was very cold in that room because everyone was borrowing jackets. I throughout think it was the either evening. very cold or very hot. Everyone was sweating on stage. Well, I don't know what to say, but there were a lot of borrowed jackets. That's mm. all I have to say. They were moving around throughout the room, including that very noticeable red jacket. I, I I don't really have any comment on, you know, I hope they're well. I like Emily Blunt. I don't know. They just seem like... Sh- they're a little I, in sales mode. You can feel them working right yeah. now. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, it's, not, it's not quite working for me, but I did like... I agree how, with you. I did like the collegiality between Matt Damon and Emily Blunt on stage, since, like, by all accounts, they're very good friends. yeah. Can we go down one generation I'd and, love to. and and talk about Taylor and Kaylee Teller and Selena Gomez and a possible feud with Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner? I would absolutely love to. I just want to begin by saying I hate the Jenners. I resent their success. I hate saying nice things about them or anything that could be construed as a compliment, but I must say that I thought Kylie Jenner looked beautiful. She looked so beautiful. The <laughs> the makeup was scaled back and she is, great. yeah, with the, it, her lips have been scaled stunning. back as well. She yeah, looked so I, beautiful. I was she, like, is, she is beautiful. I completely agree. And she and Timmy were just kind of canoodling off just in the corner without a care in the world for the many cameras fixed on them for the entire time. Good for them. Yeah. Are you a on Club Chalamet? Do you know about this whole thing? I I am not at all. Please, please fill me in. So Clem Chalamet is another one of, this is a fan account on, I follow it on Twitter. I'm not really sure where else, if, where else this is posting, but you know, it's one of the fan accounts that has become renowned in its own way. Mm-hmm. And Club Chalamet is upset about the Kylie Jenner relationship. And I just want to read some of the posts. Please do. Okay. Although Timothy didn't win the Golden Globe for Wonka that he deserved to win, it was great seeing him attend the event as a nominee, exclamation point. 
This next bit is in italics. The elephant in the room is obvious, but all I want to say is that, and sorry, italics are over and now we're moving to bold. This isn't bold. (laughs) Club Chalamet remains devoted to supporting Timmy in his career and bold. And I just want to enjoy writing about and talking about the upcoming projects that he has. Blah, 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 blah. Several paragraphs. What I want to stress to people who are feeling upset right now is that Club Chalamet will continue to curate specific news and information about Timmy's career and life to share with my followers and the readers who lurk. Timothy Chalamet is a 28-year-old man making 28-year-old man decisions about his life, and we have to accept that. It's very well said. I can't believe he's 28. Wow, it makes me feel old. <laughs> what we can control is what we choose to focus on about him that brings us joy. This is, it's really beautiful stuff. Shout out to Club Chalamet. That's incredible. I have to say, I really get it. Like, I really relate to Club Chalamet. I understand what it's like to feel betrayed by your favorite celebrity's choices. I've had to contend with this with Adele quite a bit. Sure. And I get it. You know, I feel for you. And I I agree. Since it's all a projection anyway, just cut out the negative and just focus on what you want. All right. So Club Chalamet will not be covering part two of this segment, which is the alleged tension between the Chalamet-Jenner camp and Selena Gomez. So here's what happened is that Selena, by the way, and you highlighted this immediately, Selena's reaction to the monologue was one of the great crowd shots. We're we're so lucky to have experienced it. Also, I didn't point this out. I should have. Right in front of her, almost in unison or exactly in sync, was Helen Mirren also doing a face bomb. Right. Great stuff. So... Selena Gomez was seated at the only murders in the building table. Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift was seated at a different table. But, you know, they're allowed to get up and mingle. So at some point, Selena does go over to see her friend Taylor Swift. And she is filmed, like, delivering what can only... We we don't know the words, but it is gossip. And she is out... She's outraged or taken aback by something. And then Taylor does a great, like... Are you serious reaction face? And there are many people on the internet who have convinced themselves that they can read lips and parse this, who claim that Selena said, I asked to take a picture with him, and she said no. Meaning Selena Gomez asked to take a picture with Timothy Chalamet, and Kylie said no. And and then because of the way the internet works and fandoms works. And also because of, you know, the Taylor versus the Kardashian-Jenner clans, like long-standing feud, this was inflamed. I also just want to add Selena versus Haley Baldwin and Haley, Bal- Haley Bieber, sure. also very tight with the Jenners. So right. battle lines are clear here. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I think Selena Gomez is totally wacky. I think she's just a wacky gal. So is Taylor Swift. She's a cat lady who's the most, you know, successful woman alive at the moment by some metrics. And this is great. I'm glad they have each other. I will say it's like a really enduring friendship. And like they off, they always find each other like backstage at events or whatever. So it's beautiful. Goes along with our theme of friendship from the Golden Globes 2024. I should say that a, a quote unquote representative from the Gomez camp has told People Magazine that this is not true. Okay. And and I do also like is Selena Gomez really asking Timothy Chalamet for a picture? I doubt it. I did while Kylie's like right there. Also, she's literally sitting next to Meryl Streep. And yeah. like and like she's at like a really stacked table because that season of 
Only Murders was stacked. I think she's fine on, like, getting her celebrity photos. I did try to, like, read lips myself and then, like, try Mm -hmm. to, like, search for what was being said. No conclusive evidence. I liked it, though. It's, like, so relatable. It's it's great. I mean, and it's it's great content. All of the the videos um, and Taylor's reaction in that moment, pitch, pitch perfect Taylor stuff. Really good. I love the drama. I will say there was one moment, I can't remember what celebrity it was, but it's like a pretty popular actor who's like really respected, came over to talk to Timothy Chalamet. And it was like a fairly long conversation with the camera fixed on him and Kylie. And she just like sat and like looked around until the conversation was over. Like she definitely was not participating in like, Chalamet Industries, like she was there, f- like with her, well, for her relationship, which like also with a different woman, perhaps I would find funny, and I would be like, "Good for you. Who cares? Just your boyfriend or whatever." But I don't know if I said, put the blame on her on that one. Like, haven't you, uh, you know, been out yeah, with someone once and they're in another conversation, and you're just like, "Well, I guess I'm yeah. just like sitting here and not included." Yeah, I guess he could have introduced her. I mean, exactly. as, I, as I said at the beginning, I just like hate them, so that's my bias right. here. But yeah, that was pretty fun to watch. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I also love how much Sarah Snook and Karen Culkin love each other. Like, clearly they adore each other and will never be uttering the words Jeremy Strong for the rest of their lives since neither did. And that was, like, a fun friendship to take in. I really enjoyed that. How'd you feel about Taylor Swift cheering for Emma Stone? Good. It was not as enthusiastic as I would have expected. She was, like, yelling at one point. I feel like Taylor Swift was trying to, like, like, be... Not have all the attention on her. Yeah. Yeah. And all she wanted to do was let her reputation green dress speak for itself, I think. Oh, I hadn't put that together, but yeah, of it's course. Like snake, all right. Like snake like uh, Yeah, I got it. It's, it's a green, yeah, <laughs> snake because reputation. That's good. You know what? She's always selling. I'm happy for her. I wanted to ask you about your thoughts on Killian Murphy. I just love him. I loved what he was wearing. I loved his, like, mm-hmm. it looks like he was at the after party, but it was the party. 
He is one of the most beautiful Irish lilts I've ever heard when he speaks in his actual voice, which is so infrequent unless you watch him do interviews on YouTube, as I do. I watch them on Instagram now. I'm getting served a lot of them. He's very charming. I thought he looked wonderful. He's he's so great. I mean... It's, this was just a space to share your enthusiasm. Yeah. I just like, I don't know. I feel, um, I'm feeling very emotional about all these celebrities. I honestly, last night I was thinking, it's, I feel like I've been like reunited with friends. Like I'm like so happy to see all these people in a room together. It's been so long since we get to enjoy a wacky award show with people in, you know, awards attire. So yeah, I loved it. I, again, like I sound like an idiot, but I just love how much him and Christopher Nolan love each other. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here for friendship, Amanda. And that was on full display. So I, I thought it was great. He's so wonderful. He's so talented. I, I feel like I almost forgot until last night, like how great of a movie Oppenheimer is. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's like a, re- it like really is an excellent movie on a lot of different levels. So I was like happy it won a lot. I think it's going to continue to keep, it's going to continue winning. So great. More Killian Murphy's beautiful Irish brogue to come. Yeah, much more for you. So that's good. He hates doing press. So good luck to him. He's getting more used to it. I thought he was like pretty natural last night. And he's been, there was a great behind the scenes clip when they, someone, I thought in like a well-pitched in a like not offensive way, asked about, asked Chris Nolan about the Peloton instructor. Mm. If you haven't been following this last, last week at, I believe the New York film critics awards, Chris Nolan gave a very funny acceptance speech in which he mentioned that he was doing Peloton one day and one of the instructors started just absolutely trashing one of his movies, which was later revealed to be Tenet. Right. You can find the, the clip online. And he was talking about the importance of criticism, which was it's funny. <laughs> so then she came out and apologized and was like, I really liked Oppenheimer. Anyway, they they asked him about it and he had a gracious answer. Everyone did their homework. But off to the side, Killian Murphy's like, what's going on? And then Robert Downey Jr. has to explain to him what's going on. And he's like, oh, and you can like watch RDJ like whisper it. And then Killian be like, oh, that's, oh, that's funny. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, ha ha ha. But I I just really enjoyed that sort of like one foot in, one foot still just totally. completely that's out. Why, that's why he lives in Dublin, right? It's like he, yeah. he, he helicopters in when he wants to, but he doesn't really, he just like doesn't want to be famous. He just like wants to do his job. I love you, man. It's so beautiful. He's so beautiful. I was thinking of Helen McCrory, who was his co-star who died. So I miss her. She played Polly and Peaky Blinders. That was very sad. Yeah. Some other moments of friendship I just wanted to shout out. Pedro Pascal crying when Kieran Culkin talked about him and like how much, how happy he was for him. Pedro Pascal also seems like a wonderful person, like just a great, great guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really loved that. And then I feel like another just beloved person is America Ferreira who presented. And when she was on stage, like people just like really cheered for her. Right. Especially once she was paired with Kevin Costner, who was not prepared to read the teleprompter. Let's just put it like that. Do you think that, like, what's your best theory on what happened there? With Kevin Costner specifically? Yeah. I I thought to myself on a few occasions, this person looks strung out. I don't, know that Kevin Costner was strung out and certainly not accusing him of that. But I just wonder if like people are enjoying themselves. People aren't paying attention. People are. Right. I don't know. My, I just so, think that like, I, I I mean, when I also watched him talk to Martin Scorsese while blocking the aisle from the winners, I was just like, this man is not paying attention to anything about himself. Right. And yeah. so, yeah, I have it in my notes. It was when Beef won. Like they had to like scooch around him and he was just talking to Martin Scorsese and his wife. So he's just like, I think from everything I can, I've read about uh, Kevin Costner, my conclusion is he's very selfish. 
And so that is on display yeah. most times. I also, I, so he was asked, like, the bit involved him uh, reading part of America Ferreira's now famous Barbie monologue. And my interpretation was that, among other things that might have been going on, he did not know what the prompter was going to say before he showed up. And this was the first time that he was ever encountering that Barbie definitely. monologue. Yeah, like definitely. in any situation, like Kevin Costner does like not know what's going on with Barbie, which which is fine. Do you but, think he even knows about the Barbie movie? Possibly he doesn't. I think he must because Warner Brothers is putting out his Horizon. double movies and they released Barbie and made it a huge box office success. So at least from a marketing perspective, he must know, but... I, I don't think he'd interacted with the speech about how hard it is to be a woman. I will say whoever thought to make Kevin Costner deliver that monologue, that was funny to me. So that's like that's like one good note. Um, that idea is funny, even if it, the execution didn't work out. The absolute worst was um, Carrie Russell having to pretend she hadn't seen the guy's movie. Who was she with again? Oh, Ray Romano, who I also love. I thought it wasn't, that wasn't the absolute worst. It wasn't her fault. There was worse. There was way worse material. I, you know, was perplexed by everything having to do with the suits people, but that's a whole other conversation. Really tough. They really, really should have gotten Megan Markle. Should have dropped the bag on that one. Would have really brought the house down. I think they asked, and uh, according to a page six report I read, she quote unquote had a previous commitment. Oh, okay. Cool. WME should have made her do it. Would have been great for her. Yeah. She's got to anyway. go back to her roots and be a little self-effacing. Not that, that she ever was, but you know. Yeah. Wins people over. Let's talk fashion. Okay. I think we had a lot of the same opinions. Yeah. I had a, a favorite look, which I would say was interpreted by two different women, but looked very similar. For me, it was Haley Steinfeld and A.O. Adebri, who were both wearing like column dresses in bright colors. One, Haley Steinfeld in pink, like a, Kind of like a, not quite a Barbie pink, but like a neon pink in A.O. Debris in red. They both looked great and they both looked classic. Yeah. My, I.O. was the look of the night yeah. for me. She looked great. I, yeah. She was, she was in Prada. It Loved just, her it hair worked out. Too. It's a and, great cut. And she won for the bear. I appreciated the speech thanking all of the manager's assistants. assistants who read her emails. I mean, that's just genuinely funny. She also did a lot of great red carpet work and post carpet work, including on the subject of the Calvin Klein ad, which we'll come back to very briefly. Dominic Sessa mm. in, in Saint Laurent. Like, as many people have noted, he just looked like the strokes had come back to life, like, or that we had teleported back to like 2002 when the strokes were like young and incredibly cool. Like it was, he looked incredible. What a look, what styling. Shout out to that guy. I'm happy for him. I hope that Club Chalmay can get involved in Dominic Sessa. I feel like that would like just really scratch the itch and could be more fulfilling. Just an idea. No, it's a good idea. There were also people noting that in addition to looking like a member of the Strokes, he also looks a lot like young Bob Dylan in mm. this styling. And he so does. Chalamet is scheduled to play Bob Dylan in an upcoming oh. movie. And so they're like, no, 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 let's... So maybe Club Chalamet could pivot Chalamet out of that movie and pe- <laughs> pivot Dominic Sessa in. And then that's just a natural segue to Club Sessa. That's a great idea. Love it. Okay, there we go. We're solving problems. I had two more. Okay. Greta Lee in, in the wave as she's been wearing. I mean, she has just looked absolutely amazing. She looks beautiful. Yeah. Awards season. She's everywhere. She's been wearing a lot of Loewe and J.W. Anderson. And she just, 
She's she's very good she's at beautiful. wearing clothes. Yeah. yeah. And then I thought Carrie Russell. Looked, I mean, Carrie Russell always looks amazing. This like, is so sort of a, sort of stupid to say, but I she know. looked beautiful. She was wearing Jill Sander. She she also wears clothes very well. In addition to, did you see the black outfit beautiful. she wore the night before? It was sort of like I don't even know how to describe it. She looked amazing. I liked her outfit. I could not stop staring at the like just tonnage of diamonds around her neck. I could not believe a lot of bling her jewels. Last night. Yes, a lot. People of were bling. really really as necklaces especially. I noticed that. Herds in particular. It was like armor, but diamonds. It was pretty cool. What happens to all the security guards for the jewelry when they get to like the awards show? Because one of the things about last night, the it was at the Beverly Hilton, which is a like quote unquote small room. There are a lot of people who are upset with their placement, right? Where they were sitting, a lot of executives, you referenced cousin Greg sitting in the back. So there's obviously no room for security. So I guess where does the security go more broadly? But like, you know, Harry Winston and Bulgari and all those people send a security person just for the necklaces. So are they so just crazy. loitering? Probably. Yeah. Probably loitering with also like all the drivers and stuff. Okay. But so closer? they're not allowed in the building. I doubt Yeah. It. Like, what do you like? What Fire do you think code, the ins- no insurance regulations are? They're like, how close does the guard have to be to the necklace? Throughout the evening. That's a great question. This sounds and like is car 14. close enough. Yeah, there we go. Love it. I don't know the answer to any of this, but it's wonderful to ponder. And I, I hope someone who does know lets us know. Okay. Me too. It was just a fun. The whole thing was fun. I enjoyed it. Was it was bad, but fun. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wish that they could make a better show. The raw materials are there. Also, there's just like were a lot of mistakes. And also like the way that the direction was horrific. It provided with some wonderful moments, though. We mentioned all of the reactions to the terrible monologue. And then at the very end, we were served up just an absolute present, which was Oprah was in the sort of (laughs) alternate view. They have her, like, turn, I don't know, like, 90 degrees towards a different camera. A few people had to do this. Like, when they did double awards, they'd have them turn for the second one sometimes. And so right behind her, over her left shoulder, or her, her right shoulder to us, it would be the left, was a table that was largely empty. There were two people sitting at it, which you could see at first, and then the camera stopped, and you could only see one person sitting at this table, otherwise surrounded by empty chairs. And I thought of Les Mis, empty chairs, empty tables, as I looked at the visage of Jared Leto sitting alone. <laughs> second out to the very table. end. <laughs> the best, so Joaquin Phoenix was at his table and was not... Joaquin Phoenix was nominated for Bo is Afraid, and was featured, like, camera on him for exactly two seconds when his yep. nomination was announced two and a half hours into the program. But he was just, like, lurking in that bottom left corner but he, for you couldn't most see of him. The... Yeah, and also, I he left once oh, he did not end. win. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 he left. Nick Cage was also at that table, also yeah. nominated in the same category, like, also left. It was really good. Jared Leto stayed Stuck till the bitter out. end. Just absolutely hilarious. I wonder why. Did he have nowhere to go? Well, I, so he presented. And so now I'd like to know whether you get paid if you're presented and presenting. And if you are being paid, do you have to stay to the end? He also presented first, I think. So that's like a yeah. really long road. He, he, he presented with Angela Bassett. And of course, I was just thinking, Angela Bassett did the thing. You know, I'm actually surprised Ariana DeBose wasn't there. I just feel like she's at every event now. I am as well because she also, she's in like 25, she's in 25 movies right now. You can, like, she's in Wish, the new, I believe it's a Pixar movie. I don't know, it's Mm -hmm. animated. Don't, don't yell at me, everyone. 
She has several more movies coming out. There's another movie. She's in everything. And I um, I recently saw her on an episode of Sesame Street and she was wonderful. And I would oh. like to, you know, I, so I realized it's just about picking the right projects. You know, sure. it yeah, makes sure. sense that she was fantastic, but she was fantastic. So I, I guess they just, it was a very crowded room last night. And you really, so. really had to fight to get in. Here's my take. I'm sorry to the executives and the cousin Gregs of the world. But give me an award show where the foreground is packed with absolute stars. I yeah, mean, I agree. For, for TV, it's so much better. Like I don't, I don't really don't care. And then you know, Donna Langley was thanked the most because her movies did really well, particularly Oppenheimer, and they showed her. So do a good job, and you'll be on TV. <laughs> That's a great lesson. There you go. Great lesson <laughs> in TV making and in executive making. Yeah. I mean, she was the woman of the night. And so she got to be on TV. I have no idea where she was sitting, but it doesn't matter. They found her. So win and the, ca- the cameras find you. I mean, just ask Taylor Swift, right? Exactly. Any other Golden Globes notes, Amanda? Do you, does it make you excited to see any movies? Are you curious about any movies now? How does it change you? your perception of the awards season, Juliette Lemon. I feel like I hit the right movies already. I have been wanting to see poor things, and so I still will. Mm-hmm. I always like when, like, a director sees, like, their favorite singer and, and mentions it. I was somewhere recently where someone was like, if anyone knows Bob Dylan, put me in touch. <laughs> so I liked it when Yorgos did that with um, Bruce Springsteen. So I want to see that. But, like, I think I've seen most of the other stuff. I feel like... You know, I never finished The Bear, but I guess I feel new motivation to finish it now. I loved The Bear. I know, everyone did. And I, yeah, I guess, like, let's talk about Jeremy Allen White. Um, Yeah. The internet's boyfriend, thirst trap that he is. Big target um, on Demois. He's dating uh, Rosalia, who's very famous as well. I don't know. I'm not, like, in the cult of Jeremy Allen White, and I'm sort of, like, confused by it. I mean, I loved Io Debris being like, I need you to know this is my coworker. That was very funny. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. Where where are you on Jeremy Allen White as a celebrity? So, I'm fascinated. So, we're bringing him up because he is, like, the new Calvin Klein guy, and he, in the tradition of Mark Wahlberg and and many other before him, got, got pretty naked. I'm pretty jacked uh, to be in Calvin Klein ads. And also just like the positions are like very sexual. Actually more so than like most of their ads. But so the the way that I saw these was actually, I was, I believe I was, I'll admit it. It's 2024. I'm still scrolling the Daily Mail. I can only be Mm -hmm. myself. But it was not like a news post about these ads. It was like I was given a targeted ad Mm -hmm. and, or, you know, or an ad fill. And I'm usually pretty good about not seeing any adver- advertisements. I just kind of block sure. them out as I scroll. And I was like, wait a second. Jeremy Allen White is doing Calvin Klein now? Like, did I miss this? When did this happen? He's the new Calvin Klein guy. And it was like the first day. So I guess it works, you know? Sure. Yeah, sure. Here we are talking about it. I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, I guess like, I feel like he is the definition of like sexy ugly or whatever that phrase mm-hmm. is. I don't know. I guess I'm like happy for everyone that they thirst Do you know him. about the Iron Claw? Yes, I do. Have you seen it? No, I don't. I have not. I'm not. Okay. I probably I, won't. I'm, I'm sensing like a dismissiveness in your tone of voice. I feel confused about Zac Efron. I, okay. Like, 
I think that I don't want to engage with Zac Efron's new face. I find it, like, sad that he's had such a rocky decade. That plus, I mean, it's a remarkable physical transformation from all of them, but him specifically. So The Iron Claw is a movie about a professional wrestling family from the 70s and 80s that I knew literally nothing about. I thought it was a very good film. If you're All the wrestling fans seem to love it. Yeah, and it's just kind of, it's like a movie. It's also been compared a lot on Letterboxd to Little Women for for boys. Oh, cool. And there is like a, I think that's an apt comparison. So Zac Efron is the star and he like, you know, I began to wonder if some of the veins were like makeup because Mm -hmm. they were so defined. Maybe they were other things, you know, I don't know. I hope, I hope he's well, but so physically it's a lot to take in from him and it's like very physical role. They're wrestlers, right? It's like, you know, ballerinas, but yeah, but, but professional wrestling. Jeremy Allen White plays one of the brothers and is also in it. And Harris Dickinson is also in it, who is becoming one of my faves. Ooh, so, okay. and he plays like the the outgoing one, I guess, for lack of a better word. So I feel like an extra warmth now to Jeremy Allen White just because oh, okay. of Iron Claw. And they all seem very cute together. Also, as I previously mentioned, I watched a BuzzFeed video of them playing with puppies and answering questions. Classic BuzzFeed. So, but you know what? It was really effective. I've thought a lot about it since. So I feel good about him. I I need to say on the record, though, that like I'm I'm a Richie girl, you know? Have you seen enough of the bear to... Yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah. That's Evan Moss background. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm like just Richie for life, you know? He reminds me of Michael Rappaport. Uh, I heard it gets toned <laughs> down in season two. I haven't made it there yet. He's wonderful in season two. <gasps> I've, and I I've just, heard. <laughs> you know, there's just also like it's it's... I need the aggressive dirtbag a little bit more than like the, you know, the sensitive brooding guy. But that's, that's neither's me. for me. Neither's for that's, me. That's me. Uh, anyway, great show. I recommend season two. And I, you know, Jerry, Jeremy Allen White, it looks like he did a lot of pushups. So those are hard. I yeah, salute he, him. He runs a lot. There's like always pictures of him running. Oh, yeah. Do you follow yeah. Evan Ross Katz on Instagram? I, I don't, but I see it, you know? Yes, he's a big... He collects the thirst traps and, sh- and reshares them, so right, I appreciate yeah. the service. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about Bradley Cooper again. Like, how's he doing with all this loss? He's not going to win, and he spent he's six years on this. doing well. Also, as an Eagles fan, oh, those God. wheels Disaster. fell off. The, it's, I mean, it is like a... He went from nightmare to nightmare last night. And that... that I mean, there was that one close-up of him after he lost Best Actor. And his face, it's just like real barely keeping it together face. Yeah, I know. It's sad. It's its fascinating. You know, the other thing I was thinking about, just to come back to my my uh, YouTube morning, not that mm-hmm. you really asked, is like, as I was watching Bradley Cooper cry about his relationship with Gustavo Dudamel of the L.A. Phil. <laughs> and he was Now like just, it was in New York Phil, though, right? He yeah, abandoned us. I think so. And he was talking about how he went to, like, Carnegie Hall three nights a week and all the people who helped him. I was just like, how is this guy, who's also obsessed with his daughter, like, buying a house near Gigi Hadid in Pennsylvania? I was like, how can he contain so many multitudes? I just was like, I was like, that just seems so exhausting. And I just was thinking to myself, like, these people, it is anthropology because they are not like us. It's just a different life. And uh, that's my deep thought for the day, Amanda. I it's <laughs> I agree, but also I would love to buy a home near Gigi Hadid in Pennsylvania. You know, 
what if they break up and then they're like the the two like ranches of Pennsylvania? I'm sure that he can sell. You know, it's just it's just real estate. Good point. Just real estate. Well, another jam session without spending a lot of time on Taylor Swift and anything outside of the context of like a broader celebrity landscape feels really good. So we had some let's other keep topics, it that way. But let's just it's okay. Just we can come back here. to I so I just we'll give an assignment to everyone. Or I'll pose a question and an assignment. Okay. Maybe you can do a little research. We can think about it. Should we get into the Danish royal family? Are you aware of what's going on there? I'm not. However, take a gander. It involves abdication, possible oh, I, affair. I am. I am aware of the abdication. Yeah, detitling of some of some grandchildren. If I recall correctly, my favorite Bravo personality of all time, Caroline Fleming. Um, mm-hmm. Is a part of the Danish royal family, so I'm in. I'll, I'll okay. do my I'll do all my right. research and we can discuss next week. I'll it's, see. If, I, it seems I'll see if like, she's weighed in at all. Well, we're gonna have some opportunities over the next months to. So I just I'll put a pin in that, <laughs> and everyone can can marinate on it. That's great. Thank you to our producer Jade Whaley, and thank you to Bradley Cooper. We appreciate you. We see you. We're sorry that you did not win. We look forward to the rest of your press tour. And we look forward to discussing the Danish royal family next week. 